I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion that's ever been. Yeah. Yeah, we knew I was the A-side. All right, welcome to the podcast. We are the Corner Men. My name's Kishan. And my name is Hussein. And this is round 12, last round of a championship fight. Ooh. This is, is it. it the last round of our podcast, though? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it might be. Nah, never. We're going to go 15 rounds, and however many rounds it takes. That's it. Decade of fights coming up. We're here for the long uh, yeah, run. Yeah, it's been, it's been a bit quiet, hasn't it, recently? It's been a bit sort of ticking over. Yep. Slow news. Not much news. Yep. yep. Although, uh, I don't know if you caught any of the boxing documentaries on Sky Sports this week. There was one called Frank Bruno versus Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. This is Mike Tyson. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. No, I didn't see that. Um, Ooh, I saw there was loads good. of stuff actually around Frank Bruno, but was there a documentary then? Yeah, so it basically talked about both fighters' journeys. So I didn't know this much about Frank Bruno, um, about how basically Tyson, the fight against Tyson was his make or break, um, and he worked. He was a very good boxer. But he came up against Mike Tyson, one of the best, right? So he wobbled him in the first round. Um, people thought that was it. He was going to be the world champion. But Tyson came back. And then it kind of follows their life after that fight. Because before it, both of them were kind of at their peak. But then Frank Bruno like went off the rails a little bit in the sense that he started doing things like pantomime and, and became a TV star rather than a boxer. And a lot of people criticised his like being black like people said he was a bit of a sellout and at the same time Tyson also went through his woes right like his his rape allegations um his his stuff with his missus after his coach and died so like they both went on some weird tangent which was really quite interesting um and then Tyson went to prison and then Bruno won the title world heavyweight title and the whole show is about him and his dream to win the world heavyweight title so it's quite good and then after um, Tyson came out, they had a second fight and then unfortunately Bruno lost uh, and Tyson done him over and then after boxing, that's where it got really interesting because that's when Frank Bruno went off the rails a bit uh, went through depression and had like left all his family and all that stuff it was really good and then they meet at the end um, just to relive those days but that's where the documentary cuts off a bit because it doesn't like show much of what they talked about it was a really good documentary. I've just spoiled the whole thing, but it's a very good documentary. Didn't um, I heard there were some quotes by Tyson as well, wasn't there? Like he said something about Bruno, like he feared him the most, or he was the biggest puncher that he faced, or something. Yeah, Bruno, he Bruno was a big, 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 big puncher man, um, and there was a lot of mutual respect amongst them. Um, and I think Tyson really appreciated Bruno's like lovable character and he bigged him up quite a lot. I think Bruno sparred with him when he was a European champion at the age of 20. Tyson was like 15. And from then they, they were they were quite close friends. And their fights, what it was meant to be in Wembley, their, their first fight, 90,000 um, people were meant to go to it and stuff. But it got delayed and all that. Um, but yeah, Bruno Bruno's a big, big 
Like, if it wasn't for Tyson, Bruno would be up there as one of the best heavyweights of all time, apparently. Yeah, he's um, he was good. I remember as a kid, like hearing about Frank Bruno and like, yeah, it was like that was like when we were really young. And that's and then you think, oh, this guy's world champion facing Mike Tyson. I remember. I just remember that. him on that Channel Five it... program, man. Like Bruno's something. It was like some game show or something. Yeah, he became like this, like a B-list celebrity sort of thing, yeah. didn't he? In UK television, it's a shame because that he's proper. He's got like that kind of like that Frank Bruno unmistakable voice. And he's yeah. like lovable, like nice, nice guy. It's a shame he didn't continue like being part of the sport because I'd rather have him on DAZN than Gareth Davies or, oh or Ricky yeah. Hatton or Akam Barak. Right? I'd rather have Frank Bruno <laughs> just just talking about it. No, no it's true, man. Him. Like he and like because heavyweight boxing in Britain is so big now, he would have been the perfect guy to be there. He's better. He's more of a character than Lennox Lewis. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I think he's gone yeah, off the rails he would have added a, a bit. bit of like, um, yeah, add, add a bit of fun to this, like, because it's, yeah, it's quite serious when you've got Adam Booth and Connor Ben <laughs> talking about the boxing. It gets a bit like a bit morbid. Mate, when, they, when Adam they need the they need us on, man. They really need the cornerman there to lighten things up a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's a shame. Does he, he doesn't redo? Really uh, he doesn't redo really much anymore, does he? Like he's not. As in, nah. in within boxing or I don't know. Nah, he's, know, he's had a lot of mental trouble and I think he's just stepped away from the limelight a bit. And he's quite old now as well. But it kind of makes you respect Tyson even more, man. Like he's like relevant now more than ever, really. Like he's doing all this shit with Triller. He's got his uh, podcast. He's got his weed ranch. And uh, I think people respect him now than more than before. Before he was like the villain, but now people adore him. And when he speaks, yeah, he speaks it's... like a philosopher. I really like it. He he gets really deep really quickly, and like he's he's actually really really smart and intelligent and articulate, yeah. isn't he? Like the way he speaks in that hot boxing podcast, uh, it can it can get a bit too much sometimes with Tyson. Yeah, like, he starts he crying, and stuff, but he takes a lot of drugs in it. So <laughs> he's he's <laughs> somewhere else, man. I reckon he's making more now consistently. Money than than he was back back in the day. Obviously, he'd, he'd get paid per fight. He'd probably blow it and mm. whatever. But he's probably richer, like overall now than he was back then because he's doing so much. Like like you said, with Triller, with his podcast and whatever, um, yeah. sponsorship deals. Tyson man, he's lived what off that icon. name now. Now he's built, his built films such an amazing soon. brand. Yeah, um, with Jamie Fox, right? Yeah, I can't wait for it, man. I think it's gonna be quality. Should we go cinemas together? Orange <laughs> Wednesdays. If it's if it's not locked down, yeah, we'll do a little yeah, review date, date. post post fight. <laughs> date to the view. Get popcorn. <laughs> yeah, share the popcorn. <laughs> right on to the fights then. Um, what do you want to talk? What do you want to What do you want to say about Canelo and Yildirim? Oh man, no, one, no, no one's already said yet. <laughs> I want to say that the ring walk was more entertaining than the fight, to be honest. I got bored in that. I mean, I got bored of part of the concert, like the whole, the songs before, I wasn't really feeling those songs. And then that guy falling off his bike like three or four times, it just, <laughs> I just felt a bit weird. On the, the, BMX. Walk, the walk itself was good and like, yeah, but, and the fireworks and everything is pretty good, but it could have been better, I reckon. 
Yeah, so I don't think like hip hop suits Canelo. You know what I mean? It was like Mexican hip hop, yeah. but like Canelo's a freshie. Like he's a proper Mexican <laughs> yeah. freshie, right? Like this that that Mexican music, the old school man singing with a guitar. That's what suits him, not not Mexican hip hop. So it was a bit weird. Didn't suit him. Yeah. And when he came out with um uh when it when, when he came out and then he the guy was it Jay Balvin? Is it Who's the that? singer? The guy oh, I don't know, the rapper. I, don't I think know it was Jay Balvin. I think when they were walking, it was like Canelo's like didn't really want to be part of it. <laughs> it felt yeah. like he was just like, just let me walk. <laughs> just let and it was me like carry on, hype hype music where like you know you had to like bop yeah. a bit. <laughs> he just looked out. Whereas place. like if it was anyone else, like they'd be like you know going with it or like you know <laughs> be feeling a bit part of it. He felt like he felt a little bit out of place. But like, he, I think he secretly does like it. Like he really wants it. Because I think in nah. the last fight with um, apparently I don't know what where which fight it was, but he was there in attendance and he said to Eddie Hearn, "Oh, that look that was amazing that, that ring walk or whatever." <laughs> And then Eddie Hearn Eddie went Hearn was mad. Like, oh, we'll do it for you for the turn. Yeah. It should have been. It should have been Eddie Hearn walking into that. To be honest, I think he would have fit right in <laughs> with his D and G uh, pajamas that he was wearing during the weigh-in. He loves it. I, cause I think he just pinches himself every day. He's like, "How mm-hmm. am I here? How am I in Miami? How am I with Canelo? How am I mixing it with De La Hoya? How am I a bigger promoter than De La Hoya?" <laughs> He's he's bloody in every fight, and do you know what? I think that was a, another entertaining part of that fight, like watching him, like you know, trying to creep into the, all the pictures and <laughs> always putting his hand out to Spud Canelo and the the camp, the Renoso camp. Like they were all wearing white and pink, and he wore like cream to try and match them. <laughs> I just love trying do to you see think Eddie he trying to get him. Was like, guys, uh, what, what what's the kit tonight? What what, what kit we yeah. wearing? <laughs> like, oh, something light. And then, yeah, yeah. He, he banged out some chinos and, and some cream attire. Yeah, it was, it's weird to see, like, that many people in a stadium, though. It's crazy how... 15,000, how... but I think that stadium can hold up to, like, 90 or something. It's huge. Yeah, but still, like, COVID's rampant, and these guys are in Miami, like, no... I mean, I think people had to wear masks, but still, yeah. 15,000 people in attendance. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, hopefully, like... Um... They can open up Wembley and have similar types of crowds this year. Never know for Fury AJ. You never know. So um, the fight itself, then, how did I think I, I I called it last week? I said fourth round body body hook, but you could probably say fourth round because he retired after the third. So I'm going to oh, take that. Right. You you can take that one. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. It was, why did I stay up to watch it, man? It was a complete waste of time. Yildrim t- did even throw a, a punch. I don't even know. Canelo didn't I don't even think need he, to jab. I don't think he landed anything. I, I, I watched to see if he landed anything. I think they were all glove shots and arm shots. Yeah. I don't think he actually landed anything. Maybe a, jab, a few jabs. What, what was the point? What was the point? It's just, it's just stupid, isn't it? Like Biggest guy, fight of your life. He literally... Yeah. He he literally just turned up to lose and just turned literally for the money. There was no, there was no like oh my god this is the big like any other heavy light heavy any other uh, super middleweight would be like gagging for this fight like this could change your life yeah. if you work hard if you train hard and you take even if you took you him the distance pull off a good performance like you're gonna lose but pull off something do you know what I mean to show the rest of the division 
Like, what's he going to do now? That's his career yeah. over, surely. And it, yeah, it was just, it was just almost embarrassing. Like, he was, the way his guard was, there was no movement from him, no head movement, no attempt to sort of block, no attempt to create some openings. And Canelo was just leading with the left uppercut, leading with the left hook, right hand down the middle. He was just doing whatever he wanted. I think he almost felt bad about knocking him out because he wasn't going to really... I don't think he was looking to take him out with that right hand. Yeah. No, but that's what I mean. Like He wasn't even jabbing. He just went straight for the power punches. He thought, what's the point? It was kind of like, oh, he was just chilling and then thought, come on, let me just deal with this guy quickly and then go home. What was the point of that entrance? Wasted it. This guy's a man. This guy should be like the you know you are mandated to fight the champion, right? You are the best, next best in line for the belt. Basically, you are the number one contender, right? For the for the belt, like, and you he's coming off a loss, two losses, no no fights in three. Like, you know, he got knocked out by Eubank Junior. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's saying something. So yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. I think apparently, um, what's his name? The uh, Maurizio Suleiman, the head of the WBC, gave an interview to IFL, and he was like, "I think we've got to review our mandatory situation." <laughs> no, no shit. No shit. You've got to review your mandatory situation. <laughs> yeah. um, but do you think Canelo so... Canelo deserves criticism for not batting that fight away? Because he's got a lot um, of criticism from people. Teddy Atlas has gone mad at him. For what do you mean? For like, just not standing up to the boxing boards and saying, I'm not taking this fight, it's a waste oh, of time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think he, he has, he did say a couple of weeks ago in Mexican probably, that um, there should only be one belt per weight class. So he's hinting at it. Um, but at the end of the day, what fighter would not... I know we say we should bin the belts and whatever, but once you get to that stage, you're like, oh, it would be nice to unify a division. It would be nice to be the first Mexican super middleweight to unify the division, uh, uh, you know, become undisputed. So it's probably always been a goal. Like, you get there, it's like, I can do it, so why not, sort of thing. But I reckon he'll do it and then vacate them all, or... Or basically, only once he's done it, he'll say he'll make a statement about it. I think, hopefully, yeah. Canelo does it, or the winner of Joshua Fury does it. You know, once they get yeah. become undisputed, and so Look, that's I, it. I'm I not having it. No more belts. I I don't mind the idea of having mandatories because it forces a fighter to stay active, and that's what it takes to be at the top of the boxing game. Like, it's not just about you fighting. Um, the, the big fights and for, for the people, for the crowds. It's about you continually fighting, defending against lots of different people. But I, I think the rankings is what the issue is with, right? You can't have someone who hasn't fought in almost two years as your mandatory. Like that mandatory should have some weight. Do you know what I mean? But I, I do like the... Yeah. F- that's the one thing I like about the belts and the alphabet belts. It keeps the people with the belts. It forces them to stay active. Otherwise, they lose it, right? But yeah, it's but... Just, the rankings are shit. Yeah, it's like it has to be the right people. The mandatory has to be the next best fighter yeah. after the title holder, right? And, you know, Yildirim is nowhere. He's not even, wouldn't even rank him top 10 in super middleweights, right? Um, so, yeah, it's a bit weird. Was there anything from Canelo that we saw that was different, that was good, that was bad? I just think it was a clinical performance from him. Like, there was just... Every shot counted. He was just, he just looked ferocious. 
in there as yeah, usual. Like, and like I said, usually you observe and analyze his setting up of the power punch. In this fight, he didn't set anything up because he didn't need to. He just threw the power punch. And like he just he yeah. looked like that was his tactic from the beginning. He was he was kind of like, I know what this guy's like. I'm not even going to bother. So he just went in. That like, was quite yeah. ruthless from him, to be honest. And it's the same thing. He came up with his guard held up high, Yildirim. And that's easy for Canelo. You go down to the hook to the body that will drop the guard mm-hmm. and there, or a hook uh, or an uppercut through the middle, just like he did with Callum Smith. Yeah, he makes it look easy, simple. man. Like when you're in the ring and someone's got their guard up, um, like it's actually quite hard to hit in, into a hook and stuff. But like he seems to just find a gap through it. He makes it look piss easy, but it, it's not as easy as it makes he makes it look. But shows you how yeah. great he is, to be honest. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it, really, what that fight was was simply a glorified way of announcing Billy Joe Saunders versus. Yeah, basically. But Vanilla even then, really. I thought I think <laughs> I think Hearn wanted a bit more of an occasion when he announced it, right? Like they wasted the fireworks. They yeah. should have done the fireworks at the end when they announced the fight. <laughs> well, the thing is, Billy Joe Saunders wasn't there. Apparently, he was. Uh, he'd ha- he'd have had to quarantine for two weeks and all that, and he's yeah. already in camp, for, obviously, for this fight. He, that's the whole. I mean, he was in camp for the fight with Canelo. That's how much everyone knew that Wait, this was going to be. They should have a... done it over Zoom. He should have been on mute <laughs> and shit. <laughs> yeah, true. He could have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fun. But, but no, yeah, that, really that's, looking forward to that fight. That would be a really good fight. Like everyone's always said, it's like everyone's all commentators have said it basically. But the style that Billy Joe Saunders possesses, southpaw, slippery, head mm. movement. Um, can anticipate punches. That kind of style is is the only kind of style that will give Canelo trouble. So that's why it will make a good fight. I think Cinco de Mayo as well. It's going to be an occasion. I think we should do a live stream for it, mate. Did you see um, uh, his reaction? So when the fight was announced, did you see what Billy Joe Saunders posted on <laughs> on? And what what did he post? He he's be- I think he's in Marbella at the minute. Um, MTK. So he first of all he thanked yeah he thanked thanked Daniel Kinahan, <laughs> thanked MTK, <laughs> and then uh, he had an apron on, but an apron was like a naked man with everything <laughs> <laughs> showing. <laughs> it was a bit weird. It was like the whole boxing world is looking at you now. You have just been instated as the next opponent for Canelo, like, and you come out with a stupid video like that. It's just. Classic Billy Joe Saunders. He's just a bit of a strange character, isn't it? Like he's not even like and he was just like funny or entertaining. He's just quite strange. Yeah, he, he basically the whole interview and everything. All he's been saying is, "I'm not going to win this fight. I'm just here to make up the numbers. I'm just here to get knocked out for the payday. So I'm looking forward to May the eighth when I can get the biggest pay of my life and I can go home." Sort of thing. He's just making Bonnet. out like he's not going to win and he's not talking about tactics and whatever. And he's like, I love Canelo so much. I'm so, so glad to, to be in his <laughs> presence. I can't wait to be in his presence. But is he saying that with a sarcastic overtone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. But he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not flaking. He just keeps saying in his interviews he's done afterwards. That's all he said. He's like, yeah, I love him. He's like God to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. He's a character, man. That's, that, like, like I said, so that's, that's what, what you need, need in it. Especially from the Brits, man. Like, bring out this humour. Him, Fury. We've got some boring yeah, fighters you do need it. this like, side of the these, pond, man. All these, 
recently we've not had like a big funny build up and like you know a Dillian White v Anthony Joshua or um, yeah. a Tyson Fury versus Klitschko sort of thing. Hey Chisora, we've not had like fireworks in the build up because that sometimes makes rubbish fights a lot better than they really are, or make great yeah. fights even greater because of the build up. When was the last time we really had that with, especially with Canelo? Canelo's like, you know, he's everyone he's fears some him and respects super him. Super serious, freshy man. Yeah, we need someone that you need someone that disrespects him to really, yeah. really get under his skin a little yeah. bit. Wait, I can't remember the last. No one's ever got at Canelo, right? Did Mayweather, Mayflower? Probably. Maybe, but that was ages ago, and, and like. I mean, if his English yeah, they, isn't that great now, back him. then he probably didn't really understand. They it. just respect him and too much, isn't it? Yeah, I think Billy Joe is going to be that guy that really gets under his skin, and maybe Caleb Plant. But even Caleb Plant is a bit, a bit, no, a bit think, quiet. Yeah, I don't think Plant's got that. I think he's too serious. Go yeah. on, Billy Joe. That'll be good. Think of them. I think I agree. Maybe we can live stream it. You might have to send me some Huel or Fuel or Reuel or whatever <laughs> just to keep me awake. Hey, straight from peas. Huel um, what, what else do we have? So we had um, uh, Parker. The only other really fight to mention was yeah Joseph Parker Junior. Far. I literally just watched that just before this podcast. Um, last minute prep. Last to, minute revision. Yeah, there's nothing really to write home about. Basically. Parker got really frustrated at Junior Far. Junior Far was kind of clinching all the time, looking for the looking for the right hand, the counter right, pullback counter, but wasn't really succeeding. It was really a boring fight. It was just like they were clinching all the time. This weekend has kind of shown like sometimes why you just can't be bothered with boxing because you get fights mm. like Junior Far and Joseph Parker where it's just like two guys clinching for more than half the fight. And then you've got Canelo and Yildirim where everyone knows what's going to happen and you know the winner. It's just like, okay, this is why yeah, sometimes boxing can be a bit boring. contrast to, to last weekend's explosive action, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Joseph Parker's shown, I think he's shown why he's not at the elite, he is at the elite level, but he showed like, his junior far was like move, evading punches and coming in with counters and Parker was getting frustrated but if it was like a Tyson Fury or an Anthony Joshua he would have found a way around that kind of style Junior Farr is very much like an amateur boxer style like kind of looks Mm -hmm. for openings comes in with one twos jumps back to avoid shots and then clinches when he gets close right and quite easy to kind of dismantle someone like that um, for an elite fighter right Um, but Parker couldn't really do it. One on the court score got really frustrated and one on the scorecards. Sounds dry AF. Uh Tommy Fury, shout out to him. He continues his unbeaten run. Unbeaten run. The guy fought a guy who had no wins and nine losses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm sure we could do uh we could fight a guy with no wins and nine losses and come out with a knockout. Mate, he's headlining bt sport man he's he's done well for himself to be honest he's a nice guy and whatever and he's done well but they're obviously trying to build him up to at least 10 11 12 fights when he's got an unbeaten record and then maybe throw him in with somebody that can punch um clearly he's got that love island fan base so yeah including me mate. (laughs) yeah i like him he's 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 a funny guy 
Um, it's good. So, right, yeah, um, that was it, really. A bit boring, a bit of a dry week. We've got... News was shit as well. There's nothing on the news. AJ Fury, nothing. Davis fight going to be announced soon, apparently. Um, Garcia fight versus Pacquiao's not going to happen. Shock. His little banter um, on DAZN was quite good, though. Him and Akinbarak. Did you you notice that? They were commentating. They had quite a No, I didn't see that. That was good. Kate Abdo couldn't get a word in. (laughs) <laughs> there was no uh, controversial statements made by Kate Abdo about his children or anything like that. <laughs> no, but if I was Gossy, I would have stuck it on her about that, but doesn't think that yeah. fast. Um, uh, yeah, the only other bit of news actually is the whole, you heard about the whole Tiafima Lopez purse bid situation. Uh, so, is that with Trilla? Yeah, so basically there was He's basically fallen out with Bob Arum, basically. Bob Arum said he's not going to pay more than $3.5 million for the purse um, split between him and his mandatory Cambosis. Um, so there was a purse bid that went to, you know, all promoters basically were able to bid on the fight. And Triller came out with a bid of $6 million, which is yeah, like double the... Yeah, it's, it'll be his biggest payday. It'll be Cambosa's biggest payday. Um, and so credit to them. But the fight now goes to Trilla, which is known for like YouTube fights and, you know, the, the whole Legends thing. So it'd be a bit weird, you know, for them to be promoting it. Yeah, but they're not, they're not pay-per-view, right? They're more like a streaming service like The Zone. I don't know, to be honest. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe they're just trying to get it for the subscribers. They're paying six million for subscribers, maybe. Yeah, but but if it's, well, I'm, I'm all for if it. it. Is, if it's not like, subscriber based and it's it's pay per view, then they're gonna have to charge sixty, seventy dollars for a mandatory against Cambosas, who is Tiafimo is like probably like a fifty to one favorite for. So, mm. are people gonna buy it? I don't know. I don't think it is pay per view. I think that's what the whole controversy is. Like, how is Gus? Uh, Lopez making so much money off a non-pay-per-view fight. And there's been discussions about like a little bit of a shift in power to like you know modernize sport um in the media, modernize this sport in the media. So more streaming based stuff like The Zone 199, like brilliant. I think it's so good. It's really good. Like I was like I wouldn't it was so easy for me to just whack on Junior Far versus Joseph Parker because it's an there's an app on my TV like I can just put it on. I was watching like highlights of an old fight, and it's yeah. good. Like this, this just makes it rather than me having trying to find. Yeah, and I think whereas before um, boxers relied on the pay per view buys for their income, now clearly it's different, right? Like clearly, these streaming service providers can pay them a very good amount of money um, because it's all about the number of streams they've got, and boxers now make a lot of money off sponsorship deals and all that shit. They don't, they don't need the pay-per-view revenue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And if they're making good money like that, then, yeah, it's good. I think Cambosis is just, like, probably drunk right now on champagne, <laughs> thinking $6 million for a fight, and I didn't even, for a mandatory, I was, didn't even think yeah. I was going to get anywhere near. So, credit to him. Have um, you got your window open? So, what's next week? 
No, why? It looks open. I was like, what? How can you have your window open? Aren't you freezing? No, it's not open. You've got our fans viewing on our, our, um, our bedroom setups. <laughs> exactly. Um, Clarissa Shields, do you want to talk about her? Upcoming weekend. Yeah, I think this is just a, re- a keep busy fight for her. She's like, she's really a really good boxer. Like she's uh she's like four, four belt champion, whatever. Obviously, she's had to work for them. Um, but the thing with women's boxing is there's only a, a few elite fighters, so finding good opposition is really hard. So she just has to fight whoever, and that's why I think she's um, taken on this fight. Should be good to see her out again. But the real fight that I think people want to see is her versus Savannah Marshall. They've had like a rivalry going on for years because I think um, Savannah Marshall beat her in the in the amateurs, and she's now Clarissa Shields is unbeaten in the pro 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 ranks. So there's a bit of a grudge fight that's to be had here. But yeah, it's good. It'll be good to see her back in action. Yeah, I'm quite curious to see that fight because she's also like doing a bit of MMA and she's training with John Jones, who's like the god of MMA. Um, so that'll be good to see. Yeah, that's a good fight I'm looking forward to. Other than that, there's not much else this weekend. No, there's a fight in Bolton happening. <laughs> Bolton? Uh, yeah. There's a, there's a fight up north. Um, I think it's for the super light. It's a super lightweight fight. Um, but Fish googling stuff now. Yeah, other than that, this shows you how exciting this weekend up ahead is. Yeah, there's not much. There's literally not much here. No. Um, so yeah, we'll probably be back next week with a review of Clarissa Shields, and there's actually a good fight the following week. Um, a big fight. Um, Juan Francisco Estrada versus Roman Gonzalez on the zone. So I'll be I might stay up for that. I don't know. No, we'll you won't. You're falling asleep now, just saying their names. <laughs> you're not staying up for it when it comes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm not staying up. Oh or <laughs> shall I get up for it? Nah, I don't know. It's on it's on the zone, so I'll just wake up in the morning and watch it on I'll just whack it on replay on the zone. Yeah, I should have done that with Canelo, man. I'm I wasted my Sunday by staying up to watch that farce of a fight. Yeah. Anyways, um, on that bombshell, I think it's bedtime. I think it is, mate. We'll uh, we'll catch up next week. We will. Hopefully, it's more to talk about. Bye.